tonight. Hello and welcome to Bringing Education Home. I'm Herb. And I'm Christina. Together we are bringing you ideas about entrepreneurship, education, and relationship that are both inside and outside the box. If you like the show, be sure to follow Christina on Facebook and leave us a review or a comment on your favorite podcast platform. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing Wendy Cock. Wendy is the author of the best-selling book, Making Flex Work, Defining Success on Your Own Terms. She's an engineer who spent over 20 years in Fortune 500, 500 companies leading the glo leading global teams. As a working mother, she began to define success on her own terms about 10 years into her career when Wendy pursued a flexible work arrangement and was told her career would stall. This was not the case, and Wendy now helps individuals and organizations think about work differently. Welcome, Wendy. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. This is a wonderful fit for us because as we talk to entrepreneurs and families, they're trying to do exactly what you want to talk about. How do they flex their schedule to make their business grow, but also keep their family involved and even maybe bring their kids home to do the education at home. So thank you for joining us. I am so happy to be here. I, My background is engineering, as you said in the intro, and I look at time as data right? And when we have data, we can make choices. And when we can make choices, then we can start to be intentional with our time and get exactly what we want from our day. And so I think that the skills and the tips that I bring are going to be exactly what your audience is looking for. You know, one of the, one of the big myths that our entrepreneurs, when they start to bring their families home, think is that school is going to take a long time and they don't have the time to, to be with their kids while they're building their business. So you said you were talking earlier about how when you you started a flexible thing to do it from home, what what was that like for you and, and what tips do you have for, for our entrepreneur parents who are looking to bring their kids home? Sure. In the book, Making Flex Work, I have a four-step process for turning your time into data and optimizing your schedule. It's called the evaluation method, E-V-A-L. So each of those letters gives us a step and the E is really evaluating what you are doing now in engineering. We call it current state. If you're not a big old nerd like me, it's just journaling. It'll be okay. We'll all get through it together. So what I want you to do is spend a week, maybe a day, a week, maybe a lot. That's okay. Just a day and write down what you're doing. When are you getting up? Are you changing a lot of tasks during the day? Are you that person that's on your phone like me while you're still laying in bed because it's still super quiet and you can see what happened while you slept? That's okay. Maybe you're like my husband and you keep your work just on your laptop and don't talk to him about it unless that laptop is open. The key is understanding what is your rhythm. When are you cooking breakfast? When are you going to do school? When are you going to attend a meeting? When are you going to do the strategic work on your business? When are you going to plan for what happens next in your child's education? Because just as much as doing the education is figuring out what is next and do I have the right resources and do I have those materials and what does that look like? Yeah. So by writing it all down, you can start to really see and find all this time in your schedule. There are huge time wasters that we have. Switching tasks is a huge time waster. I'm super efficient. My husband calls it tactical mode. And yet when I'm doing that, I am frantic, right? We all know that mode where it's, 
okay, I will start the water boiling. Then I'm going to put the laundry in. Then I'm going to help with this assignment. Then I'm going to respond to three emails and then the water will be boiling and I can run back to the kitchen. We all do it. It's not effective. It's super efficient, but it's not sustainable. Um, And so writing those things down and acknowledging that you're doing them will allow you to make better choices. I love it because I just pictured myself in one of those frantic modes and Lots of times it's like right before I go to bed because like, oh, I didn't get this done, this done, this done. So I'm going to hurry and get all that stuff done and then hopefully get to bed. And then it's a half hour later and it's like, I just lost a half half hour. Hour, hour, (laughs) hour and a half. Well, and then you can't get to sleep because now you've got all this adrenaline pumping through your body. Yeah. And now you tell your body, shut off. So not only did you waste the time doing all the things, but then you're also, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because now you can't go to bed. So yeah. that's the E, really understanding what you're doing. Awesome. <laughs> the V I love it. is valuing optimized work. So this is having all the tools you need when you start the task. For, for my homeschool families, this is having those supplies that you need in your kit ready to go so that you're not chasing the glue sticks. You, you know where the colored pencils are. Yeah. They do this in traditional classrooms. Set your house up that way too. Set the learning environment. Yep. I, get I, it where I, you need it. Doing projects around the house. It's like before I start, I, I get all the tools that I'm going to need. I get everything set in one place and then I do it. You know, the, the exactly. clutter sometimes then gets in the way and it's like, oh, I have to get this out of the way to get the tools. And so by, yeah, by, by prioritizing Getting that, I, that's, that's a really valuable tip. I understand that. Yeah. So the A then, that's the E and the V. The A is assessing the expectations. What expectations are you putting on yourself if you're an entrepreneur and on your family if you're an entrepreneur also teaching, right? So what does good look like? Right. What do you need to deliver? And what is above and beyond? Um, Just last week, my daughter brought home a paper that was talking about her mom and that she admired that I was an overachiever. And I will tell you, it was like a gut punch because I've been conditioned that overachiever is a bad thing. But to her, it wasn't. What she said is my mom always goes above and beyond what is asked of her. That's actually the definition. If I looked it up because I thought one of us has got to be wrong. Um, <laughs> and she was right. That's the actual definition. Right. Um, but when we think about that, we have to then say, are those real expectations or are those artificially set ones that we're putting on ourselves yeah right and then the l in eval is leveraging small changes this is the idea that i can sort of play with my time let me experiment my r d background says let's run an experiment on our time what if i set the alarm 15 minutes earlier in the morning am i more tired or am i do i get more things done what if immediately after dinner we clean up the kitchen. Am I less tired at night because I'm not frantically cleaning it up later? What if we don't do work uh, until after certain things are done in school? Or what if we don't do school until certain things are done at work um, instead of blending them together? This idea of leveraging the small change means that if it works, you can do more of it. And if it doesn't work, you can easily undo it. Yeah. I love it. That is, yeah, that one I need to get into my system, into my priorities, like right away. (laughs) If you want a really fancy word, Christina, in um, engineering, they call it a Kaizen. 
Okay. Idea of constant little improvements. Yeah. You can sound real fancy with your friends now. There we go. I'll be fancy from now on. I, I like the idea of if you find something, oh, it's like we need to change this. Mm-hmm. And so you change it. If if it doesn't work, sometimes people like will hold on to that because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, we needed to change this. But but yeah, the idea of, hey, let's reevaluate that and maybe do something different, make a different small change to that. Cause sometimes those changes are aren't aren't beneficial. Right. So yeah, don't don't hold on to them. It as easy as it was to change, it is that easy to unchange. Just un undo it. And lots of times when a change isn't a good fit, you slip into old bad habits instead of sticking with a newer better habit. So absolutely evaluate them and and let it go if it doesn't fit. Yeah, you know, as as we're talking, I'm sitting in the loft in our house, and um, I don't know if your your audience sees them as videos ever, but you guys can see there are two tiny little desks behind me. Yes. Um, <laughs> This is the family office. Um, that is where school happens. Um, anytime we have asynchronous school and uh, it was set up during the pandemic. And we used these principles for our family. My husband and I both worked for companies that made products that were in very high demand. I worked for a company that made N95 face masks. You may have heard of them. Yep. And my husband worked for a company made toilet paper and wiping products. Yeah. You might recall there was a shortage of those things. Why? No, just kidding. (laughs) Exactly. So we were up to our eyeballs in work at the time that the world shut down. And yet our small children still needed to move forward. Um, And so we did a couple of things with our family that I think are super helpful that I'm just going to throw out as some tips for your, for your families here. Love it. One is both of us are big old nerd engineers. So we created what in industry would be called a Kanban board. It's just like a chore chart, but for things that aren't chores. Okay. So uh, we had a list of each of us and a ca- and a clock down the side. We just took the big whiteboard and we wrote our names and we wrote the time slots. And we said, mommy is in a meeting at this time. So the parent on duty is dad. Dad is in a meeting at this time. So the parent on duty is mom. And then it would say, and guess what? You have to be on your Zoom here and your Zoom here. So everybody knew. And then when you need help with your work, that happens at this period of time. Sometimes that period of time did not happen until after dinner. Right. And that's okay. When you have control of the educational cadence for your children, it doesn't have to happen at the exact same time your work happens. If they need to watch a little YouTube or Netflix because you need to take care of something business critical, that's fine. They'll do their work later. And if you need to put off doing your work because they have something educationally critical, that's okay. You can do your work later. We've, as in a group, we've adopted this idea that work can be flexible, but we haven't really thought about how education can also be flexible. That's what we're trying to get to is like, yeah. Because I mean, one of the things that that brings to me also is that you were able to do your meetings and have school and do all the things that you needed to. But then think about this. If it's not shut down and you're getting to be on the road, you get to travel. Well, now you get to do this activity, this activity, and still put those other things in. I mean, it just opens up this whole new world of family dynamics and family uh, success, basically. You know, it's just amazing. Yeah. So this whole idea of being intentional with your time Mm -hmm. allows you to find free time because we all know how to fill up our free time as adults. We grab these little computers in our pockets and we can lose hours. Hours. Yep. 
But if you know what you're going to be doing and you know, okay, this is not the time for that because we have something else important. We're going to go on this family adventure or we're going to do this activity or this is the time where we read or this is the time where we write. Then everybody finds all that extra time. One of my favorite stories about writing, making flex work is that over 80% of the first draft was written while I was in the car. Okay. Taking kids to and from activities. Yep. In my instance, it was carpool, baseball, and gymnastics. Uh-huh. Right. Um, I used voice to text to write because it is way easier to take a Google memo uh-huh. than it is to grab a notebook. Yeah. Um, and Isn't so I would know what chapter I was working on and I would just start writing. So as you were driving around, your kids were listening to you write your book? They were. That is an awesome. <laughs> That, that is that awesome for your children to understand that 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 even in these downtimes you can be doing stuff. And, and one right. other thing I would like to point out is is you pointed at the desks behind you, and so setting out that that space for the work to be able to to again like setting out the time. You also set out the space for the work, and and that just that struck me as such an awesome thing that that you're doing that a lot of parents don't understand about because they, oh, go to your room and do your homework. But that's where all your distractions are to be able to flex into a space that's specifically designed for that, a time that's designed for that. That that is just a a really beautiful thing that that you pointed out and you just kind of just let that go. But it's like, that is so important. It is. It is. I don't think about it that way. Um, But yeah, this is where work happens in our house, whoever's doing the work and whatever the work is. Right. Yeah. So not only is it flex time, it's flex space. And so that's beautiful. And I love that also, because some people say, well, you know, if my work is at home or the school's at home, then I'm always going to be on it. But again, if you have that set up space, when you walk away from that space, it helps you break that so hopefully you aren't working all day long kind of thing. So Yeah, I sit in the loft for that very reason because find, we started originally in the dining room. Well, right. it was a pandemic. We didn't know what we were doing. We were just finding any space we had, right? Yeah. Um, the dining room is the worst place to work because you then think about work every time you walk into the dining room. I feel for my friends that live in condos and apartments and have these little spaces and have to work in their kitchen yeah. because work is constantly there. I encourage families who don't have the space to make a dedicated space to create their work in a way that is compact and portable so you can put it away. Meaning at the end of the day, if your desk is your computer or is your kitchen island or your kitchen bar, when you finish work, close the laptop and put it in your closet. Yes. Simply put it in the cloak closet somewhere you're not going. Yeah. Because if you need it, it's right there, but it's not going to be a visual reminder. If your homeschool piece where education happens needs to be in the middle of your kitchen, well, your kids don't want to have to look at that project every time they walk into the kitchen either. So figure out how you can close it up and quickly move it somewhere so that this can now be home again. Yeah. Yeah. Make your home flexible as well. <laughs> it's make like it all flexible. Yeah. How about your next book? How to make your home flexible. (laughs) I love it. I love it. This has been such a wonderful conversation. This is amazing, Wendy. Thank you so much for those tips, those details, and being able to make it look, feel, you know, possible, because that's what I'm hearing from what you were describing. And I love the eval, E-V-A-L. 
Yes, I need to write those down. Go back and listen to the video, write them down. And <laughs> write those down. Um, I have a ton of free resources available on my website, which is makingflexwork.com. You can get tons of these. Um, and then on LinkedIn and on Instagram, I post lots of tips. So if anybody wants to follow or connect with me there, that would be great too. That is perfect. Cause that was actually one of the next things I was going to ask you is how do we connect? How do people get to your things? And one more thing, is there anything else that you really wanted to talk about today that you haven't been able to yet? No, I am just so excited to be a part of your show and connect with your audience. I think that this idea of being intentional with our time and as Herb said, with our space and all these other things is the key to being able to do all the things we want to do. Just take a moment. And I know it seems like a lot to say, let's take some time and pause and write it down. We are such busy people, but I promise you the moments you spend writing it down will pay dividends in your ability to feel the actual time you get back at the end of it. And I would love to talk more about the family dynamics and and how you actually did merge and move all of that into one during the pandemic, because, you know, that that was part of our impetus for for getting our school started, because Mm -hmm. we saw what was happening and how the families just really didn't move well through all of that. So um, unfortunately, we don't have more time to talk about that today. But I am so, so curious and and really like what you're doing. So um, we'll have to talk again. Exactly. And that's the beauty. Potapalooza is our short version that we're doing today. But a lot of our guests, we're going to make sure that we bring back for an extended talk, our regular talks that we usually do. Because her her information is so much more important. And again, if you can't wait for another talk, make sure to reach out to her ahead of time. Get this started on your own, because, you know, there's no time like the present to start flexing into your family (laughs) And, and making stuff work for you. Awesome. Yeah. Th- thank you so much for having me on. You're very, very welcome. All right. Attendees, guests, people who are listening right now, follow Wendy, figure out how to flex your schedule. And hopefully this will dropping a few more nuggets into our family and our entrepreneur lives. Thank you so much. What is it? Making Flex Work, the book. There it is. Awesome. Thank you everybody for joining us and we will see you soon. Bye for now.